Welcome to this episode of Strategize Your Business Online. I am your host, Dee Boswell-Buck. I'm really excited about this guest today. Gabriella Vampakitis is the owner and founder of Copperwood Trail, a horse property in Stouffville, Ontario. After moving to her rural property, she fell in love with horses when she realized that they possessed unique qualities that helped her to be more self-aware and to feel empowered. She started her business as a way to provide a safe space for others to experience connecting with horses in a healing and life-changing way. I also went to school with Gabriella, so I am so excited to see how her business has grown. This is a podcast episode that will leave you feeling inspired. You're listening to Strategize Your Business Online, designed for entrepreneurs like yourself who are looking to get more visibility strategically for your business in the online space. I'm Dee Boswell Buck, digital marketing strategist and founder of Boswell Buck Creative. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Strategize Your Business Online. My name is Dee Balsabuck and I am the host. Today, I would like to introduce my guest, Gabriella Vam Vakitis. She is the owner of Copperwood Trail, a horse property out in Stouffville, Ontario. She and her husband and two daughters decided to buy a property. And after moving out to her rural property, she fell in love with horses and realized that they possessed unique qualities that helped her to be more self-aware and to feel more empowered. She started her business as a way to provide a safe space for others to experience connecting with horses in a healing and life-changing way. Gabriella, thank you very much for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Denise. It's my pleasure to be here chatting with you today. I've been following your journey for quite some time. So the audience, they don't know, but you and I, we went to school together. And then when Facebook started back in the day in 2007, a lot of groups or or schools were getting together and I saw you again. And then we started following each other on Facebook. And, you know, I've been following you and discovered that you have a property and I'd love to know more about it. So please, if you could let me know about your journey and how you got here. Well, it's true that we did know each other, didn't we? Way back when. And so thanks to, you know, these social groups that we reconnected. But yeah, we moved out here. We bought the place in 2011. I used to live in Vaughan, Ontario with my husband and my two daughters. And we just felt that it was time for a change. We always kind of threw around the idea of moving. We had no idea where. And so when we first started talking about moving, we were just thinking of buying another property in a different town and moving. My husband's family is out this way. And so we started looking in this direction. And as we looked and looked, we started toying with the idea of buying a little bit of land, like a little bit more property. So maybe looking for an acre or two, something like that, just because that's what was out in Stouffville at the time. And so we started toying with the idea of looking for a piece of land that had a bit of space. My husband always was fascinated with horses. And it was, I would even call it an obsession of his, to the point where he spoke about horses 
all the time. He had books about horses. He, and it's funny because he had no, in, like he was not raised with them. He was a city kid himself, practicing law in the town of Vaughan. So really we're not like horse affiliated by nature, but he stumbled upon this property that is 15 acres out here wow. in Stouffville, Ontario. And there was a barn sitting on the property. And I said to my husband, wow, what a beautiful property, but too bad there's a barn on it. Like, what am I going to do with a barn? Because I had no interest in horses or anything to do with animals or anything like that. I just wanted to find a, a kind of country quiet spot to, to live in. When he saw the barn, he thought that's a great opportunity to make my dream a reality and have a couple of horses. And one thing led to another and we put in an offer. It was accepted. We, we moved here and well, we bought the place in 2011 and by 2012, we moved in and he went ahead and got the horses. That was great for him. And I just thought, well, there's his hobby. And I guess he'll have this amazing hobby that he gets to hang out with horses in the backyard. I had no interest in them at all. And that's how I, I guess I can get into later as we chat about how I ended up doing what I'm doing. But at first, I really had no interest in the horses. It was his hobby and his fascination. And I just was trying to be supportive <laughs> and not thinking that I would have anything to do with these amazing animals. It's funny because, you know, we got a puppy last summer and mm -hmm. I still refer <laughs> to the puppy as my family's puppy, but I am growing to love her. So I want to know, like, what was your thought process when you got the horses? Were you kind of hoping that maybe he would change his mind? Were you afraid when you, when the horses did arrive on the property? What did you start off with one or did you start off with many? Well, that's a great question. And anyone who knows my husband knows his motto is go big or go home. And there's four people in my family and he's like, I'm going to get a horse for everybody. So I'm going to go wow. buy four horses. And within a matter of, well, actually the first horse we have, his name's Copper. It's a pony, a Welsh pony. And he moved Copper here before we even took possession of the house. He literally just was so excited and just focused on getting these horses here. It was a dream come true for him. And I don't know where that passion came from. He just always had it. He never even like took horseback riding lessons or anything. He just knew he loved horses and he wanted to have them here. So he bought copper and then he bought three other horses. And so there's four horses here in the back. Plus we took on two boarders from the neighborhood that wanted a place to board there. So now I have six horses wow. in my backyard, like out in the field. And to be honest, when you ask me, how did I feel? The first thing I can say is fear. I'm somebody who likes to know things and understand things. And I'm not good with things that I, I'm not comfortable with. So I had a lot of fear and that fear developed into a lot of anger and resentment. And just to explain, it came from feeling inadequate. Like there's these big animals in the back. I don't know how to feed. I don't know how to care for. I don't know how to interact with. And it left me feeling very vulnerable and very incompetent. And I'm a mom. I like to be in control. So that really presented a problem for me having these animals here. And sure, John took care of them and he did all the work, but John would leave and go to work at seven in the morning and come home at 10 at night sometimes. So here I am a stay-at-home mom with these animals. My kids would go to school and I really did start to resent that they were here in the beginning. So when did things start turning around? So for, I would say, almost two full years, I had nothing to do with these animals except for just 
anxiety, just thinking about them with a lot of anxiety, but I really didn't interact with them at all to the point where I became so resentful that I had to care for them when he wasn't here, but I wouldn't really care for them. I would just kind of keep an eye out at the window. I was constantly staring out the window and it was causing me quite a bit of stress. I don't really know what I was looking at, just thinking, you know, I don't want them to escape. I don't know what to do if they do escape. And so I felt like a prisoner in my home. And one day John called after two years of me not interacting and I had plenty of opportunity to learn. I just chose not to. So he would invite me and say, you know, come, let me show you what to do. Let me show you how I feed them. Let me show you how to give them water. And I, my answer was always no, 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 thanks. That's not for me. You wanted this. So you deal with it until the day where he couldn't come home one day, he was working quite late and he's like, listen, Gab, I, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you have to go out and feed them. They need hay. And for those of your listeners who know anything about horses, they graze constantly and they always need to have something to be eating. So they can't go all day without hay. So when he called and said I had to go do that, that was the day that things changed for me. I, of course, I said, no, I'll just ask a neighbor. I'm thinking, you know, I'll ask somebody else to come and step in. As fate would have it, no one was free, and I had to do the thing that I was petrified to do. And it's when I stepped into the field to be with them and try to put out some hay for them that I discovered that all of my fears were unwarranted, that they actually were, in fact, you know, not going to attack me and not going to run me over. But they were, I just felt supported. I don't know. They just came around me. They were very curious and they stood next to me. And I almost, the best way I can describe it, Denise, is I felt supported by them and it made me cry and I just had this moment of I don't know just a shift happened where I'm like oh my god for two years I had this thought and it was wrong and it was such a powerful shift in how I felt and what I believed about these animals that they won me over and so after that day I, I didn't tell John what happened I didn't want to get his hopes up that all of a sudden I liked the horses and I didn't want him to ruin it for me and push me before I was ready. Mm-hmm. So that was the day that things changed. And I started pushing myself to go out and spend some time with them alone every day. And the rest is history. I just, they really won me over and I, I discovered how amazing they were. Awesome. So your experiences now with horses, was it just from being around them and learning or did you decide to get any type of education around being around well, with them? It started with just being around them because there's no better education than just interaction, right? They're here. And I, I would start physically walking out in, into their space and taking over some of the chores that my husband would do. And that's where I really learned about them and learned about myself. But then that's when the idea came into my head to start a business. Because I kept saying to John, when I finally talked to him about my experience, I said, you know, what I experienced out there was nothing short of life changing. It was magic. And if I could find a way to invite other women to come here and experience what I'm experiencing, or what I experienced that day, I just I kept having this vision of inviting people to come and experience that. So I did go to school, I took a course that is it's an equine assisted learning course where you learn to be a facilitator to kind of bring people and horses together. And it's called EAL, Equine Assisted Learning. And so I became certified in that as one of the ways to educate myself. I also started reading everything I could get my hands on, not about horses per se, just about their physical qualities, but learning about therapy and equine therapy and equine assisted coaching programs. 
and watching videos and going out there and practicing what I was learning. I would say that was like the, the way I educated myself. So you talked about, you know, starting a business and because you thought it was very important to reach out to women so they would learn more about that. So why women? Well, and as much as I keep mentioning the word women, because it's so close to my heart and I relate to women so, so well myself, but, you know, we do have families that come. So men do come as well and children, but women, I guess, because I was a, a woman, I thought of myself as I'm, I'm a good mom. I'm a good homemaker. I have been a good employee when I worked for companies in the past. Like I had all these qualities that I felt I was really good at. When it came to self-confidence, I realized that I was lacking in that area. And so when I stepped out into interaction with the horses, I just felt so empowered being with them. And so I think for me, that resonated that a lot of women that I speak to on a daily basis, friends, family, cousins, relatives, co-workers, often talk about that, that they're good at you know, all these other areas of their life. But when it comes to themselves, they kind of don't feel confident. So that's why I just focused in the beginning. My vision was to invite other women to come and experience, you know, what I did and to use the horses to help them experience that empowerment. Okay. I love that. So I wanted to know, like, what was the Mm -hmm. number one and two struggle that you've had in terms of turning this into, you know, having horses as pets and then turning this into a business? Well, I can speak to especially the business part because when they were just pets, like somebody else was doing all the work. My husband was doing all the work. And then when I decided to start a business, now it was on my shoulders to figure things out. So my biggest struggle was not having a lot of other examples to follow. I mean, there are businesses like Copperwood Trail in Ontario and all over the world where people are using horses to help people in a therapeutic way. But just immediately in my circle, I didn't have a lot of places to emulate or to learn from, right? So I often said to my friends, like, man, if I was starting a coffee shop or a nail salon, I'd have a model to follow. You know, what do you charge and and what should my hours be and who are my clients going to be? But starting this business, I kind of didn't have footprints to follow and I had to make my own way. I had to really learn to follow my instinct and I had to really learn to focus on presenting this business in a way that as a woman, I would like it to be. That, that's been my go-to is like I stop and I think, how would I like to interact if I was a client coming here? And so I try to set up my business that way. But that was my struggle is trying to f- navigate things like pricing and who should my clients be. And I would say that was really my biggest struggle is just kind of creating things and starting things as I went along. So how is it that you, how is it that you do reach out to find the type of clients or how how are people finding out about you? Well, word of mouth is a beautiful thing. And that's really great now because now we do have quite a few, you know, we have regular clients and we have many people that have come here. We have schools that have come out here for school trips and field trips. And we have first responders that are coming out to deal with PTSD. Like we have so many clients that are coming that now word of mouth is a powerful tool. But in the beginning, I really started with things like Facebook and Instagram. And I realized early on that I should probably have a website, which I had done for me by someone else. But really, I would say Instagram has been my best tool. It's easy to use. And I get to throw out my thoughts for the day and share what I'm doing. I get to post pictures. So yeah, I would say that's my number one way of reaching people. And then 
definitely once that happens and word of mouth is an amazing thing. I love your Instagram account. It, I have to say that I know that one of the big things that business owners have is the struggle to share on social. So I did search you out on different platforms <laughs> and I might have found you on a, one or two other platforms, but yeah. I have to say that what I enjoy is that you share consistently on Instagram and and that's so important because business owners, they get very overwhelmed about showing up consistently or they right. think that they have to be everywhere. But you're on Instagram. We know where to find you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I just enjoy the pictures that you share. Like you did this a long time ago. There was one where you're like in a tractor. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, she drives tractor. <laughs> or you've got the, the two large dogs, right? Yeah. But I feel that, you know, someday I hope to come to Copperwood Trail, but I feel that when I go through your Instagram account, it's like I'm already there and I feel like I'm at peace. Wow. That's music to my ears because that is exactly why I post the way I post and yeah. I share what I share, not just about facts and horse pictures of horses and facts, but it's a lifestyle out here. I mean, when you live with animals, every day is unpredictable and every day is an adventure. So, you know, you're not going to look perfect all the time. I cannot post the perfect post. So I've learned to let go because I used to be very much a perfectionist and wanting everything to be perfect. And in, in the beginning, I didn't want to post unless it was really well thought out. And as I went on, I just realized, you know what, I want people to know what it's like for us out here. I just want to share the journey. And so that helped me be a little bit more free with myself too. So I don't always have, you know, makeup on hair done. Sometimes I'll just grab the phone. And like you said, I, today there's a tractor here, you know, doing some work. Let's take a picture of that. Let's share that or a video. I think it has really helped me as a tool to invite people into our space. And so that when they want to come here, they already feel like they know what to expect. Yeah. So I have a question. You talked about inviting people to your space. So at the time of this mm -hmm. recording, we are in the midst of a pandemic and we are in, you're, you're in Stouffville, Ontario. So the yeah. province of Ontario is experiencing a lockdown and sometimes those, those lockdowns are lifted and then there's some restrictions. I wanted to know, like, how has your business been affected in terms mm -hmm. of like with everything that's been going on and what are the positives that have come out of it? For me, yes, there, the positive thing is that all the work that I do is outside. So, I mean, in the past, before COVID was a thing, I used to use the inside of my home as well when I would host a retreat. So we'd have women's wellness retreats. And I loved opening up my kitchen in my home. And I would invite women to come and sit at my table and we'd eat together and, and I, I would present a home-cooked meal and we would chat about, you know, the retreat that we did outside. Then COVID hit and I had to, you know, not allow anybody to step into my home and that got shut down. But people kept calling to say, well, it's 15 acres of space. So can we safely physically distance and still can we come and interact with the horses? And that's kind of helped my business to continue to be of interest to people because it's somewhere safe that people can keep their space we can definitely stay two meters apart and still talk with one another and interact with one another and encourage people to walk out into the field. And sometimes people don't even have to touch the horses to have an experience with the horses. Just even walking out in the middle of a field where there are horses surrounding you, it's very peaceful. It's very calming. So for me, COVID has as tragic of a situation as it is, it's allowed me to still help people because it's outdoor space. Right. 
So in terms of helping people, like what are the top lessons or feelings that your customers, the people visiting, what are the top lessons that they tend to walk away with after visiting Copperwood Trails? Most people will text or email and talk about a sense of calmness, talk about the word life-changing. And I don't use that lightly. I'm always humbled when someone writes that in an email to me, that it was a life-changing experience. I'm humbled because that's a huge thing for someone to say, but I'm also, I feel very rewarded because that was what it was for me. I think what the horses do for people is they awaken you to a certain feeling. They're such magnificent wild animals and they're, they're kind of mysterious if you've never been around them and you don't know anything about them. And stepping into their space, you realize that they're very calming. They have this quality of wisdom about them and they're also prey animals. And as prey animals, they're very, very attuned to their surroundings and they're very careful about approaching people. They need to feel safe and they need to feel trust in order for them to interact with you. And so when people step into the space here and have that kind of experience with them, they always leave, I think, feeling empowered, feeling calm, feeling reconnected to nature. And I think that that's something that living in cities and going to malls and driving in cars and being on social media all the time, I think we've forgotten what it is to reconnect to nature. And, you know, going to a park for 10 minutes doesn't doesn't really fill that void. But being out here for an hour, surrounded by these animals out in open fields, that keeps coming up. I feel just connected and grounded and at peace. I know we keep on, we chat online or we mm-hmm. have the, an odd phone call from here. And so I think I'd like to make sure that I get out there this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are invited. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely welcome here anytime. My gates are open for you, Denise, and I, I would love for you to experience, you know, and maybe if you're willing, we do another podcast after you've experienced it oh, and you can sure. share with me. It'd be nice to hear somebody else's experience that's never had it before. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So I would like to know if, as we wrap mm. this up, How can people find out more about you? Where's the best place that they can go online to find out about Copperwood Trail? Well, I'm going to say Instagram because that's where I'm most active. And that's Copperwood Trail. It's on Instagram. It's all one word, Copperwood Trail and no spaces or anything like that. And that's where I'm on there almost every day, posting pictures, talking about what I'm doing. You know, I'll take the phone with me and post pictures of me having a coffee out with the horses. And I've often shared pictures of my clients and and the types of programs we have coming up and retreats. So it's been a great tool for me. So I I would say, you know, I do have a website and I'm on Facebook, but I'm actively engaging with people every day on Instagram. Yeah. So everybody, I highly recommend that you follow Gabriella on Instagram. If you're having one of those days where you're feeling a little bit stressed out, scroll through that feed. (laughs) So thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you, Gabriella. Thanks, Denise. It was such a pleasure to chat with you today and share some of this information. I really appreciate that you asked me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Strategize Your Business Online. If you found value in what you heard today, please leave us a review. And feel free to share this podcast with someone you think who would love it. You just might get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when a new episode is released. 
Do you find the online space challenging when it comes to increasing your brand's visibility? Visit my website and register for my monthly free masterclass or connect with me on Instagram. You can head over to dboswellbuck.com and you'll find all the links that you need right there. It's always my goal to align your business goals strategically with your online presence. We'll see you on the next episode.